Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. We are two film producers. I'm from Los Angeles, and Christian is from New York City. Just a little more than a week ago, we quietly released the first episode of a podcast we created called Producers Happy Hour. It was meant to be a show where two producers on opposite coasts chatted over drinks about what it means to be a good producer. But things have changed very quickly. Within a week and a half, most jobs have canceled and we find ourselves out of work for the foreseeable future. Due to the coronavirus pandemic and the important safety measures put in place to slow the spread of the virus, such as social distancing or shelter in place, it's bringing the film production community to a near standstill, uh, something that we haven't seen happen since 9-11. So we've decided to pivot. Although we have five episodes recorded, it doesn't feel right to release those right now. This is much more important. We are now going to take this opportunity to reach far and wide into our filmmaking community to see who is working, who is not working, and what does the future look like for commercial shoots as well as TV and film? So we want to hear your stories. We need to hear your story. Please send us your questions or tell us what's happening with you or your work or your family or just how you're navigating what we're going through right now. Whether you're a freelancer going on 20 years myself or staff at a production company, we want to hear from everyone. Everyone in our community is affected right now. You can either send us an email at producershappyhour at gmail.com or better yet, share your story with us audibly. Record a one-minute voice memo and email that to the same email address, producershappyhour at gmail.com. Tell us who you are, your name, what city you're based in. Are you production companies? Are you staff? Are you freelance? And what's going on with your situation? You can also remain anonymous if you'd prefer. Um, we just would like as much information as we can so that it's informative to the rest of our community. Um, we also put these instructions on our website at producershappyhour.com. Our hope is to keep the community informed and help guide the conversation in a productive way. And we're not journalists, but as producers, we are facilitators and storytellers. And we think there is value in that. And we want to use our skills to bring our community together and share our stories with each other so we don't feel so alone during this difficult time. So, Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> I know that I know that I immediately feel somewhat isolated from yeah. the community. I understand. Co-Pros is still going, and um, I'm still trying to wrap up a few jobs that I was on. But in the end, I'm already feeling a bit isolated. Well, I'm I'm literally isolated. I came out to my house uh, in Joshua Tree, so I left LA on Saturday, came out here uh, in Joshua Tree for uh, an art opening and to see some friends, and we had an opening in our Airbnb. So we thought, things are getting a little strange. Let's just go to the desert hang out and work remotely. I, I just turned in a bid for missing pieces for a project. And then I had another project this week that got delayed, postponed. So I'm here. I'm we're, we're safe. We're good. We're healthy. We've got supplies. Um, I'm recording. You might hear the rain. It just started raining as we started this podcast. I'm in a, uh, a, a trailer that we have on our property. So I made my little uh, recording studio with all my gear for my home studio. I brought it all out with me because I had a feeling we'd be out here for a little while. And yeah, it's it's isolating. We feel safe, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely isolating and it's a little unnerving. And I'm sure most of our listeners are feeling that right now. Yes, I was in LA for the last five weeks on and off um, working on several projects and just figured <laughs> with everything that's going on and whether we're going to stop domestic travel or not, or 
just we just closed the borders to Canada, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I decided to uh, come home to New York. And so I'm recording out of my basement. Great. A little room that I have made for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody's fine. Family's good. Husband's good. His parents are good. So we're we're all fine here. Plenty, Great. Plenty to eat, plenty of provisions. Great. And I hear, I, I don't know what you've heard since you're actually in New York, but over here we've heard that de Blasio is warning that there may be a shelter-in-place mm -hmm. directive issued for New York. Is that, have you heard anything more? Nothing more, but they are considering it because not everybody's heeding the warnings as they should. And, um, you know, I, I, I would like to consider our, you and I, at least, practical people and common sense based. That's how we both produce. And I, I just feel that we all should be doing our part right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if that means we're staying at home, then we should be staying at home. <laughs> exactly. And washing our hands and not touching our face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. And then, of course, I feel like I'm four layers off of my skin of my hands, but we're good there too. Oh, mine too. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that. My hands are so raw because I've been washing them so much. Um, and maybe that's something we can do, Christians. Maybe we can put out a video. Have you seen the video of of the five steps of washing your hands? Yes. It is. <laughs> I bet we could. I bet we could improve on the content for sure. Let's improve on it. Let's improve yeah. on it. Let's see. Let's put that out. But so this is an interesting thing that's happening right now. Uh, you know, as we're going to wait for everyone's stories to come in and and people to to jump online and and do some interviews with us. That's something else we should say. We're looking to interview all of the leaders in the film industry right now. So we've reached out to AICP, to folks at IATSE and some of the biggest production companies in the country. Uh, we want to hear what they think is happening because we feel their voices are important right now to talk to our community because everyone's a little unnerved about where their next paycheck's coming from and when their next job is going to be. So we, we've reached out to everybody. We're hoping, we're pleading uh, for some people to come on share their knowledge, share their wisdom. And since they're on the front lines talking to the ad agencies and talking to uh, the brands directly, they might have some insight as to what the thinking is. When will things get back to normal? If, if, if normal is still a thing, it's going to change for sure. Well, what, but, the, um, what the new normal will be. So stay tuned. We are going to try and do this daily for as long as we can. If, if we're held up here at home, uh, you know, we're producers. We like to create. So we're just going to dive in and see what see what we can do to share <laughs> stories amongst the community so people feel less disconnected. Yeah. And I think one thing like, you know, the amazing advantage we have with technology is that we can do this. We can just set up instantly and start creating content and media and sharing it with people. And I think that is one important thing that we should talk about. And that's the power of storytelling, because we're going to start seeing it really quickly. Just last night, Ben Gibbard from um, Death Cab for Cutie just did a live concert from his home. Wow. And then I think a little bit later last night, Keith Urban did a live concert from his studio. Wow. This is going to start happening. I think we're going to see the biggest celebrities. Oh, do you see Matthew McConaughey's message, Christian? No, I did not. I'll share it with you. So yes, Matthew please. McConaughey sent out a message as well. We're going to see people have the ability now to broadcast from their homes without any middlemen in the way at all. And that's going to be a game changer. I mean, imagine if Beyonce decided to do a little acoustic set from her living room. That yeah. would be Matthew. On Instagram stories yeah, or something. Or yes, Instagram of stories. course. So, like, I 
there's going to be a whole new awakening here of stay-at-home entertainment that is going to be interesting to watch because it's going to affect, when we do get back to work, some things that are going to happen. And um, it's it's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen right now. And I think part of um, the reason why I was very interested in doing this with you is I'm nervous too. Yeah, uh, we've been getting our jobs freelance now for a very for more than <laughs> more years than we want to admit. <laughs> my meaningful adult life, let's call it. I've been freelance, and every job has come from how good I was, or the company's loyalty, or a director that's felt that we meld. You know, all these things that are gone. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm definitely feeling a little lost, and I know a lot of our community is as well. Absolutely, which is why we wanted to kind of just start talking. We don't have the answers. Yeah. We aren't news journalists. We aren't health health experts. No. But let's just all talk. Let's share our stories. So we put out a plea on social media for people to send in mm-hmm. a one-minute video. Anybody can do this. If you work in the f- film entertainment or live event business. There's a lot of live event people that are really, really hurting right now. Send us your story. Send us your thoughts. Tell us your name, the city you're from, whether you are staff at a company or you're freelance. Is that company active? Or you have a job right now? Did you have jobs canceled or postponed? What's happening for you in this foreseeable future? And of course, how are you doing? How are you doing all this? How are you staying positive, productive, and active? Because I think that's really important for us right now. So we have our first uh, first uh, recording come in. This is from Michael Palumbo. He's director of sales, and he's also a film director uh, from a company called Voteri. Let's take a listen. My name is Mike Palumbo. Um, I am in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I am a director of sales and a film director for Votary Films. And I also do freelance work for photography and videography. We are still working mostly remote, but some of us are in a new space that we were, are, uh, are building out. So it's kind of tough timing because um, we need all the jobs we can get uh, to fix this new space up. But uh, yeah, we're, we're still cranking and uh, I'm just trying to create some video content, which is something I've been meaning to do for a while and try to do some uh, tips and tricks of the trade and talk about some stuff that I uh, I enjoy and just basically start conversations because people just need help and need to be able to uh, talk to people even if they're, they're strangers in the business world. Um, I just find it a little inappropriate to jump into pitches right now without kind of connecting with people on a deeper level, which is really my personality. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Hang in there. Hope you're well. Okay, thanks, Michael Palumbo, for that contribution. Christian, I want to share with you, we're still talking about the power of storytelling. I want to share with you this amazing video. It's a montage of video recordings that a bunch of Italians did that are on quarantine right now. They were asked to record a video message to themselves 10 days ago. So what would they want themselves to know 10 days ago about how serious it was going to get? Because just like us, 10 days ago, I just pushed out our first episode of this podcast 10 days ago. I didn't know this was all going to happen and we didn't know how serious it was going to become. So this video is really, really, it's really, I don't even have words for it. It's, it's, it's heartwarming. It's a little nerve wracking, Mm -hmm. but it, it reminds us all how serious to take what is happening right now. And don't be surprised. We're 10 days behind Italy. So that's why this video makes so much sense. So I'm going to put it in the show notes and I'm also going to put it on our YouTube page. It's really moving and it can really show the power of storytelling, even if it's not journalism, just talking about what's happening in our new reality. 
That's all I got. What about you, Christian? So, Lawrence, last week, uh, I spent the entire week trying to field client concerns about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the gatherings of people to drop from 500 to 250 to 50 to 10 yes. eventually on Friday. Yeah. So every day I would check the LA Film Permits Office's website. Because you were what the, LA uh, at the moment at that time, right? Yeah. And I was also monitoring co-pros as well, because that's where people would post whether they had a job cancel or whether um, there's a lot of force majeure talk um, last week. There's definitely insurance talk. I know that we reached out to our insurance company a couple of times to ask them what they would cover and what they wouldn't do to cancellation. Uh I think that when the AICP put out their letter um, with guidelines about cancellations and such Mm -hmm. was interesting. I also feel as over the years, what would have been taken as verbatim and the end of the conversation would have been the AICP guideline. However, these days, there's a lot of different negotiations going on. (laughs) A lot of different companies who are dealing with client direct who have never heard of the AICP. So I know that we, a lot of us use those guidelines as what we should do. However, I'm finding that it's been different in every single instance. And that's been a little bit hard to navigate people's expectations from the crew that you had holding to the (laughs) client and what their expectations were for cancellation as well. And who's... Who's going to share the burden of those costs? Exactly. And the AICP guidelines are really only, they only really dictate what needs to happen between the ad agency and the and the uh, production company, yeah. right? So the, the AICP guidelines just say, if it's this many days before the shoot, you have to give 75% of the money back plus hard costs. If you if it's this many days before the shoot, you have to get 50% of the money back and plus hard costs mm-hmm. or director fees. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't read them down. but um, that doesn't dictate what the production companies have to pay the staff and crew that have been hired. Yes. That's kind of up to the production company unless, of course, unless it's a union production company, there are some guidelines in there, but I think they're very lenient. I feel like the I feel like moving forward we all have to have, you know, those spelled out before you start the job. Absolutely. So I'm looking at uh, the AICP website. Uh, and they have a page that's coronavirus resources. Everyone should sh- check that out. There's a lot of information on here. Um, yes. But one thing that I do want to point out that I just saw, uh, Christian, and this was from March 17th, Chicago Film Office, film permitting suspended. Yes. Uh, so we assume that that's going to happen. I don't know the situation in New York, and I haven't checked on Film LA yet. Well, New York, I'm not sure about, but LA definitely just... They batten down the hatches there. Any any public land or any uh, LA County or LA City proper is absolutely no filming now. Yeah, and uh, but you can film on private property as long as your crew is under fifty. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. County of LA crews of under fifty, but. Christian, that that does not adhere to the the rule of uh, crowds under ten mm-hmm. by the California governor. So I don't know if these are slow in resp- in getting updated, but I imagine that's going to to change as well. Yes, and this this is our update from today, the eighteenth. Oh, really? Okay. Sunday night, I believe, is when the wow. people do not gather in larger than ten. So 
I'm surprised that they're still allowing this. I also um, did run into last week a slight situation where we were going to be filming in a private on private property in a person's home, and they once Friday hit, they they canceled on us. Yeah, it's time to be smart and be safe. And work is important for all of us, but um, our health and safety and those of others is also very important as well. So we need to do our best to abide by the guidelines set by the by the states in which we reside and work. And as producers, as producers, we're we're the go between between uh, our production and our agency clients. So trying to navigate the rules of what the government or the localities have set in place versus what the federal government has said and then what our client expectations are have been challenging. Um, What is this article, Baker McKenzie, that you sent? So last week on Copros, there was a lot of force majeure talk, like I had mentioned before. And I noticed that Bruce Nahum who mm-hmm. he does business affairs and such um, contracts. Mm-hmm. He posted an article from Baker McKinsey, which kind of explains a little bit about what force majeure means in this climate. Basically, what this is saying is because this is a virus, it doesn't really fall under force majeure. It's going to be taken on a case by case basis. Mm -hmm. There's not a set answer yet on what to do if your job is canceled. I know that my job postponed last week. And so we had an amicable, you know, this is what the fees were. Okay, they paid it, done. But it doesn't always happen like that. And I don't know that insurance can fall back on insurance either. When we spoke to the insurance company, they said that, no, we saw the way. I mean, I know that it's been described as a wave, but we should have seen it coming and prepared for it. Wow, that's intense. I, I, this is un- definitely unprecedented for everybody. Hey, Christian, one thing I want to talk to you about is the the last time that I can recall ever having such a major stoppage of production work was 9-11. Yes. And I know you worked through 9-11 as well in New York City in the heat of it all. I did. So can you share us a little bit of your insight as to ha- what happened to the film community and how long were things down until you were kind of back to work? I happen to have fared 9-11 a little bit better, I feel, than a lot of people out there. So I, I can say that by the end of October, beginning of November, people were ready to get back to work. Oh, they yes. wanted to get back to work. I remember Definitely. doing a huge um, Gatorade ad with um, Pam Thomas at Moxie. And that was navigating a new world of, um, you know, every time a cube truck uh-huh. went through a tunnel or uh-huh. over a bridge, it had to be searched. Oh my so gosh. you had to make sure your PAs had their driver's license on them, <laughs> of course, yeah. and also um, that their driving record was good, um, but they would get pulled over. You'd have to pull the truck up mm-hmm. and then show them it was camera equipment, whatever, shut it, move on. You had to build that into your day or understand that mm. your PAs were leaving at 4 a.m. to go to New Jersey for a 8 a.m. call time. Yeah. So just little things like that, but we adapted immediately. Right. Because of who we were as a production community, but also the willingness to work. And I do think that there is something behind that. Whatever the new landscape looks like of freelance commercial production, 
we will absolutely be able to handle it. Yes, I can see in our future once uh, we're able to, you know, be in groups of larger than 10, it might come back incrementally, but there's going to be some serious sanitation issues on set that I think we're going to have to abide by, right? Well, I mean, this could be a completely different topic too, but um, we had a hard time finding water. Oh, during 9-11, after 9-11. But also last week for for our filming this week. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we we were Craft service yes, and not, uh, we decided that we would serve packaged goods at craft service yeah instead of bowls of guacamole for people to scoop out on their own <laughs> yeah yeah so we we'd already begin to make a few decisions like that but it would be it was hard because there wasn't a lot of um, sanitary items that we could clean with right. I do think that, you know, moving forward, yes, we're going to be doing that. But I also think that there's, I had also checked into live streaming yeah, because of something that Lawrence and I did last year, mm-hmm. knew all about it, could totally do it, and found several companies that are offering it now where you can um, live stream the, the VTR monitor feed, and it can be live streamed with like a 10 second delay, mm. and then they could be on something like zoom or go to meeting or blue jeans and be able to discuss the shot with us i think that that needs to be built into the schedule you can't get as much done in a day that way however i do think it's a good solution for people who can't travel uh and it would be good for us to maybe get one of those uh companies on to chat with them about their services and how they're help facilitating these kind of remote connection uh setups for Mm -hmm. to, to help keep our industry moving and and keeping people safe at the same time. I think that there's going to be a lot of innovation born yeah. of necessity and things like this are going to start popping up and ideas are going to be, you know, yeah, I want to know what people are doing. Are they taking like old YouTube clips and cutting them together or and making a commercial? Are they doing animation now? One thing that I remember from 9-11 was that a lot of uh, spots were getting renewed. Yes. So they would take old spots, renew them and put a new tag on them. Also, a lot of animated spots, a lot of animated spots where you didn't see talent and that, you know, those kind of commercials became much more prevalent. That was a way for people to kind of get back to work without spending a ton of money and traveling and 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 dealing with all the changes in modern day life that happened at that time. So I imagine that's what we're going to see here. Luckily, I'm also a voice actor, so hopefully I will be able to uh, continue working. Yeah, exactly. And voicing commercials and, 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 and corporate video pieces and uh, also a lot of e-learning. E-learning is really big. And I think e-learning is going to have a really big impact mm-hmm. right now because it, it's already an infrastructure that's there. Stay at home, learn, connect with the community and, uh, and continue to kind of you know, grow and prosper in the safety of your own home. So I think we're going to see a lot of that as well well christian i'm glad i'm glad i'm uh, to hear you laughing um i think we need a lot of that right now a little injecting a a bit of levity into the situation it's important we have to uh stay safe stay connected and stay active yes and please reach out to us for your stories we're we're very interested in understanding what's happening right now and also knowing that you're okay Thank you all for listening. Uh, Sorry for uh, no bells and whistles this time. We just want to get this out as quickly as possible. Uh, We're going to stay at this every day as long as we can, sharing everyone's stories with you every day uh, during this crisis. And if you want to be a guest on the show or you want to chat with us, let us know at 
producers happy hour at gmail.com yes we'd love to hear from anybody who's had an experience that can ha- they feel can help other people happy to have you on be safe out there wash your hands and don't touch don't your face. touch your face lawrence all right all right thanks, thanks everyone, everyone.